From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and what a show have we got for you tonight. Rob Sogard and Ellen Post-Foster are fresh off of riding teaching snow sports. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, George. Well, question to both of you to start off. What's it like to have some free time these days now that you're finished writing the book? Rob? I am heading for the desert tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to pack up the family and get out of town a little bit before the snow starts flying here. It's been beautiful in Utah, so we're going to head down south to to the desert down there. Ellen? Mm-hmm. For me, I started a new position at Beaver Creek. I'm the assistant training manager, so I don't have a break right now. I'm working all day long and trying to catch up in the evenings. So about how much time was this taking out of your evenings? I mean, Rob, you have a full-time job. What what kind of hours were you putting in uh, when you got home from work? You know, it varied. Uh, it 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 went in waves. We'd get on a run and there were, there were weeks where I'd come home every night and uh, say hi to the kid and wife and have some dinner and then start working for a few hours every night, sometimes till late at night. Uh, other times, not as much. And, and we had the help of so many different authors. Uh, sometimes it was writing. Sometimes it was reviewing what others had written. So it was pretty versatile, but yeah, it took a lot of time. Ellen, how about you? Well, we worked on the project for over two um, over two years, and at times I would be working at Beaver Creek or working on other um, projects as well, and other times it was just dedicated to working on the manual, but it seemed like it was something that was always there and always something that I could be working on, and um, and now it's done. So, Rob, what do you feel is one of the key points that people can get out of the new manual? I think it's added a little bit to what we've we've had in the past, which is we've always had this student-centered message, and it's something we always hung our hat on, but I'm not sure it was was very clear and very clearly defined what exactly that was. And this manual is added quite a bit more on the the people skills, just the interpersonal skills aspect. Uh, It's taken some of the learning theory and separated it a little bit from the actual practical application of that theory. So hopefully it takes a lot of things that we've had in the past and just kind of restructures them a little bit with the, uh, the learning connection and makes it a little more easier, easy for people to follow. So Ellen, what do you feel uh, of you really went into this book? Um, well, all of it was a collaboration with Rob. At different times, we had leadership on on different sections. For example, I worked on the people skills as the lead and, and the technical skills, whereas Rob worked on the teaching skills sections as the lead. But when it came down to it, each of us would work on something, and whatever we did that day, we would um, email it to the other person for feedback. So we were constantly going back, back and forth, and developing material together. 
or um, taking a lead on a different chapter um, besides the learning connection, the creative learning environments, or sports psychology, managing risk in the mountain environment. One of us would lead on it and work with the um, contributing authors, but then constantly sharing information. And I think that was the best part of it is having that collaboration with Rob. Now, this is another question for both of you, but I'd really like to get both of your input because, Ellen, I've been very fortunate to have some training times with you, and you're fabulous in person, and I'm certainly not just saying that. And, Rob, uh, when I've come in contact with you, I mean, your people skills are just superlative. What I'd like to know from both of you is how do you take those skills and translate them into effective communication through writing? Rob, let's start with you. Uh, that's kind of a loaded question. Uh, for me, <laughs> writing does not come quickly. Excuse me. I, um, it takes me a, a lot of time to overwrite and then go back through and edit. And, and luckily, working with Ellen's a phenomenal editor. And the other people we had reading, uh, everyone's a big help. Because writing for me is, it's something I enjoy doing, but I'm not quick. Ellen? Um, well, we have that in common. Um, I also really enjoy writing, but I, I'm slow at it. I'm very thoughtful, and I approach things a little bit differently. I'll write uh, more concisely, and then I have to have to expand on it. So we kind of balance each other out on that. And now to build on that, Rob, when we were talking before we started recording, uh, you and Ellen were both saying that you're now reading the book. What's that like for you? And as you go through and and you're not working on it, I'm sure you have a completely different point of view. (laughs) Yeah, I'm reading it for a couple purposes, which is good. One is just enjoyment of this thing is finally done and I can sit back and put my feet up and, and browse through it. And, and another, I'm reading it as a trainer at Snowbird and a manager, how we're going to use this information and and get it into our staff training. So as I sit back and read through, there's stuff that, that I think I wrote that I read it and I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. Did I write that? Or did Ellen write that? Or mm-hmm. it, it's, it's been such a long project that it's all kind of moved together. And I think one of the things I'm really happy with having read through a variety of chapters now is that it's pretty cohesive. It, it reads with a common voice, which was a, a big effort on our part, having so many different authors that, uh, that that's been a, a real treat to read through in that light. Ellen? Um, for me, uh, the last, I've read it through numerous times um, this summer before. Each time there was a, a proof, I was reading it more to make sure that everything was in order um, as I went through the process of design. And so now I look, I read at a, I read it at, from a different perspective, and that's also looking at it and how can I use this information with training and how can I best 
bring uh, the information to life. So I'm enjoying reading it from from that perspective. And also the same thing, I, at times I go, wow, we wrote that. <laughs> it probably took us a long time to write it, but we wrote it. <laughs> and what did that feel like when you got to the end? How How did you determine that, yes, we're done, Rob? When we finally got the last bit of edits back from Ellen. <laughs> Ellen is a phenomenal <laughs> editor. And I think we kind of had it done a while before it was actually done. Um, there were a couple things we still had to tie up, but the final editing process was pretty involved and <clears throat> detail oriented. And um, so it was, it was really that last um, round of review that, that for me, it was, it was a breath of fresh air to finally get that done to where we said, okay, that's, that's all we can do because you can keep going and going and going. And Ellen, as the uh, final editor on this with the, you can keep going and going and going, like Rob <laughs> just said, I mean, how do you come to that point where you're like, no, this is it. This is a good product that we can put out to our membership. Well, I think when I'm, when I'm working on something, I read it aloud in my head and there's, um, I read it, I read, to um, see if information is expressed clearly, but also if it sounds good, if it flows. And if it doesn't, it kind of bothers me to the point where when I was reading the book afterwards, I that was totally unrelated. I started editing sentences in my mind as well. I think you get in the rhythm of it, and the goal for me is always Am I writing in the way that others will be able to understand and keeping it clear and and um, understandable? That's really what I'm I'm working towards and making sure that it it sounds good, but keeping the integrity of what we feel is important. And, Rob, and besides, you're... Rob's work Rob's work is actually very easy to to. Um, Edit. We we just help each other with with our writing and getting ideas across, and um, so we kind of double test everything. Now, Rob, you're the assistant ski school director at Snowbird, and Ellen, you're the assistant training manager at Beaver Creek. Um, and you've talked about how you could bring these into your program as as training. Uh, so you see it, the value there as far as. Um, using it for training within the snow sports school. What about us as individuals, Rob? I hope a, a big part of this for instructors is, is going back to something as simple as the teaching and learning cycle. It's something we've had for so long in our organization as a framework to use, but it was a little complicated. And I really think this version of it and the detail that we put into how it works and the practical nature of it. I hope people can can read through what's in there and realize that that's not the end of it. Those are just the best practices of of team members that we asked and and skilled instructors that we asked how did they do those things. And every instructor should read those and and put their own spin on how they 
go about assessing students and determining goals, working with students to include them in the process, creating those experiences. I, I hope it's very uh, a practical manual that people don't just read and put away, but they read and reference and try and go back and, and it becomes pretty inclusive. Ellen, how do you see this being used in uh, the training of Beaver Creek? Um, actually, in, in a number of ways. Um, one of them is we wanna, want to have like a, a book club where we go through different chapters and instructors in indoor sessions will look at a section and then we'll have, um, I'll just facilitate a um, conversation or discussion about the content. And that also gives them the opportunity to put the information in um, terms of their everyday on the hill experiences. Um, I'm also working with mentoring trainers because they then can, um, as they enrich their ability, they can pass that on to instructors and then instructors, again, how they approach skiing with their students. So we're using the manual as a resource for that as well. But I think the, the main thing is we really want to get as many instructors reading information and having professional conversations about teaching and learning. And this will provide a good guideline and resource for that. Now, Rob, is this a book I just sit down and read, or are there some additional pieces to this? Well, we made a, a big effort in this book to make it as visual as we could. When you get into writing about teaching, it's not normally as visual as as when you're writing about technique or or some of those manuals. So this manual is full of photos, and each one tells a story. The captions try to capture the essence of that section or paragraph. And in the teaching learning section, they're connected to QR codes. So you get a video that we worked with team members to help them bring that information to life and, and give examples of what it sounds like and feels like and looks like. Ellen, how did this all come together? I mean, here you're working so hard on the book, yet you brought in all these other elements to it. Uh, did that add to the the work, or did it actually make things more streamlined? <laughs> um, I would say that it added, but in a very good way. Um, we have the learning connection, the people skills, teaching skills, and technical skills. And then we felt that there was, um, other areas that we really needed to address. Uh, for example, creative learning environments using different terrain features, uh, managing risk in the mountain environment. We have a section on sports psychology or the mental skills for performance, and that's a great chapter for people to read who are going for certification exams. And we just we just built from there uh, physical fitness and conditioning. Robin Barnes contributed to that. Uh, we have a chapter that Rob wrote on service relationships between different departments and then also uh, professional development. So our chapters are at the end uh, center around a lot, a lot about what instructors can do to 
improve their knowledge and skills that we feel are also important for a real um, well-rounded education. So it's in the manual, 200, I think it's 262 pages. Um, anyway, it's a resource and that people can uh, continually go back to and look at and, and continue to learn. And Rob, can you tell us where we can pick up the book? I believe you can go through the PSI website. Uh, it's also in the accessory catalog. Um, division offices are great resources that, that people can reach out to. And, uh, and I encourage everyone to take a look. Well, Rob, Ellen, thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. I hope that uh, the manual is a huge success. Thanks, George. Thank you. From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.